Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Growing in Grace, once again this week, 15 minutes with Mike and Joel. I'm Mike the Cap, along with the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezicki. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about where we left off last week. Um, we talked about how it's not so much about living for Jesus. We even mentioned uh, that God doesn't really need us to serve him. And we'll, we'll continue on a little bit more about that and try to clarify some things. How's it going this week for you, Joel? Hey, man, things are going really good. Uh, you know, this life of living in grace you know, there's uh, there was a time in my life, Cap, when I kind of had to step over that line, the imaginary line of uh, trusting in various things that I'd been taught in a lot of ways based upon what you're what we talked about last week and about what you said there that, you know, whether it's a matter of God needing us or a matter of really of God wanting us to participate in, in what he's doing. And really relying upon his grace. And I I had this imaginary picture in my head where I was kind of looking over a cliff. And over the cliff was this vast sea of grace. And look, and back behind me was my life of religion, my life of self-effort, my life of thinking that I needed to serve God, that um, where I was dependent upon myself to maintain this salvation and I remember in my head, kind of jumping off of that cliff, not knowing what was over there, but just taking that leap of faith and knowing, you know what, it's if God doesn't catch me here, you know, he's not going to catch me anywhere because I've got to trust in this sea of grace that he's provided us with. And so I, I found myself in my imagination again, falling down and, and just kind of floating in this sea of grace, and it's never been the same since that time. My life has never been the same because I've found that God's grace is something we can trust in. It's something that, you know, that when we try to rely upon ourselves, our self-effort, it's not what life was ever meant to be at all. God didn't create us to be self-sufficient. He created us to be sufficient in him, and so we can find our sufficiency in God's grace. And so it's really what's carried me all these years. And so um, in a sense, when sometimes when people say, how you doing, no matter what my circumstances, a lot of times I'm thinking, I'm okay. Everything is all right because I'm, I'm dependent not upon myself but upon, and my circumstances, but upon the grace of God. Oh, that's good stuff right there, um, and, and that is so true. Even in the midst of those storms, there's that peace that... That just surpasses our understanding if, if we trust in that. It, it can, it can get you through a lot of tough times, which we will have in this life, in this fallen world. You're going to have some tough times and maybe we can take a week to, to talk about that when, when things are going rough. How do you deal with it? Joel, uh, Steve McVeigh, one of our, one of our favorite, uh, Bible teachers. We've learned a lot from him over the years and always recommend his, uh, great series of books, uh, the Grace Walk series of books, I like to call them. He's got a new one out, too, I think, called Knowing the Will of God just came out. And uh, he talked about one time when he was at a church, he read a church sign. Uh, maybe it was somewhere in the building or above the door, I don't know. But the sign said this, and listen carefully, because this is typical Christianity in today's world. This is the mentality that a lot of us church people have, and it's totally erroneous. And the sign says this. Your life is God's gift to you. 
what you do with it is your gift to God. Now, doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound religious, Joel? I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, I mean with the, it, it, does. it sounds right. <laughs> your life is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to God. And, and Steve uh, made the statement that nothing could be further from the teaching of the Bible. And there are some people out there scratching their heads thinking, what do you mean it couldn't be further from the teaching of the Bible? It sounded pretty good to me. And you know what? It sounded pretty good to me, too. But yeah. that's how easy it is to get caught up with something like that, because this is what a lot of us have been raised in. We've been raised in legalistic mentalities. A lot of us have. And it's hard to get out of that because it's it's all we've known. And I even feel for a lot of pastors and ministry leaders out there, Joel, because they're also just victims of the system. We, we've been duped by religion. And there are a lot of believers today, I'm talking about Christian Bible-believing people, who, at least in their mind, they aren't much more freed up from bondage than the people under the Old Covenant who were trying to follow 600 and some laws and, and animal sacrifices weekly, monthly, and yearly. A lot of people are still stuck in a, uh, a mentality of bondage because we haven't yet understood about that finished work of Christ, that final sacrifice that was made. Yeah, you know, if, if I want to present God with um, a gift, th- this is the gift <laughs> in quotes uh, that I that I want that I really do want to give Him, and that's to present myself as a living sacrifice to Him. And and what I mean by that is, here I am, God. You do with me and in my life and through my life what you want to do. Not uh, God, uh, you rely on me to come up with ideas to come up with. Uh, projects to come up with ways to serve you to come up with ways to build the body it's not about me trying to do that but it's it's about me you know imagine you using your imagination lifting up your arms to god uh because you know that he dwells inside you it's not as if we're really raising our hands to him because he's in us but just in your imagination presenting yourself to him saying here do with me what you will and i trust in you uh, to do with my life, which is really your life in me, whatever you want to do. And so that's that's really what this life is about. Not about self-sufficiency, not about relying upon our works that we can do for God. And, and in fact, you know, the best thing that we can give God is our weakness and our inadequacy. I mean, do you ever feel like you're inadequate, like you're you're too weak to live the Christian life? Well, I want to tell you, if you feel like that, you're in the right place because that's the place where God can do some powerful things because instead of you trusting in yourself, uh, you you begin trusting in the work of God in you. That's uh, the place to be. Not not thinking that he needs you to serve him, but realizing that we just need to step aside and let him do the, the wonderful things that he wants to do in and through us. That's pretty good about the living sacrifice. You know, Romans chapter 12 talks about renewing our mind, and a lot of people think that we need our minds renewed from, you know, not doing worldly things and to, to start doing godly things. But really what we need our mind renewed to is an understanding of our freedom in Christ, a renewing from a, a religious system of rules and regulations into a loving relationship where nothing is ever going to separate us from that. Um, so, yeah, what you were just talking about there, though, uh, Joel, and something we mentioned last week, the, the human ego, the pride that, that, we, that we have to think that we can do something for God, when, in fact, really, he just allows us to participate in what he is doing. 
he's placed his life in us. It's not even our life anymore. And now he desires to express that life through us. So, again, it's not us doing stuff for God. It's him expressing his life through us. At least that's the way it should be. Um, even Jesus was that way. You know, Jesus, a lot of people think that Jesus was uh, able to do the things he did because he was God. And, and certainly Jesus was and is God. Uh, he was uh, God in the flesh, so to speak, you know. But that's not how Jesus did the things that he did. It's not because of his divine power that he had as God. Jesus entered the world. He stripped himself of all that divine authority and walked the earth just like you and I as a man. He did not rely on his, his uh, divine authorities. He allowed God the Father in this intimate relationship that they had, it was God who did the works through him. And Jesus made this clear over and over again. One example is in John 14, uh, verses 8 through 10. Philip again said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be good enough for us. Jesus said, have I been with you so long, and yet you haven't come to know me, Philip? Are you that clueless, if I can paraphrase here for a second? Uh, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And then he goes on to say, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative or on my, on my own, but the Father abiding in me, he does the works. So the words that Jesus spoke and the works that Jesus did, that wasn't even Jesus. Uh, that was God working through him. And Jesus made it very clear in some other passages that the way that we would relate to God in our relationship with him would be the same way that Jesus did. And that's why that's what Jesus, I think, was trying to get across to his disciples. Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, uh, we sometimes think that Jesus was just this awesome, strong person. And, and, and with his independent will, he was able to accomplish great things for God. But I think that just like you're saying uh, that Jesus had done, I think that's the same with us and that we need to stop trying to be so strong in and of ourselves and and independent and stop trying to prove ourselves to god so that he can show that his power to accomplish his purposes in our lives is found in him and him alone you mentioned the verse last week cap um Acts uh, 17:25 that says god is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else and uh, I remember writing something uh, a while back because uh, I, w- I had been thinking about this verse one time. And as I thought about it, I looked all around me. I looked at at the uh, all of God's creation, you know, that w- whatever I saw right there, and I looked at the people around me, including myself, and I thought, God created all of this easily, as if He is dependent upon me. You know, because, you know, as if he's dependent upon me. And I think about uh, an Old Testament example of this, of a person living by this kind of faith, is David. When David was still kind of a young boy, uh, before heading into the battlefield to defeat Goliath, David uh, talked about how it was going to be done. He didn't say, I'm trusting in myself to do this, I'm so strong, I'm so great. But he said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. David didn't face the giant in his own name, in his own power, in his own strength. He wasn't even trusting in his five smooth stones or that sling that he carried with him. But here's what he said. He said, I come to you, talking to the Philistines and talking to Goliath, I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. It was all about 
God and his power and strength and, and what God would do in and through David and that sling and that one smooth stone, I think it was, that he ended up using. And so we can trust, we can let go and trust in the work of God in us rather than thinking that he's dependent upon us. A little bit, uh, about a minute left or so, Cap, uh, we'll wrap things up and, and see what the Lord has in store for us for next week. Wow, this one went by fast. Okay, so really Jesus didn't do one thing for God. It was God doing the works and speaking the words through him. And we're not called to do anything for God either, but simply to recognize our union and our relationship with him. So the main focus of the New Testament is not on living for Christ, but by being in Christ. And there's a big difference between living for Christ and being in Christ. You know, in fact... Trying to live for him actually might just interfere with his purposes, and we'll talk more about that next week. I think one of the things we want to focus on next week is how you can avoid religious rules ruling your life, and that's something we'll focus on next week. Joel, I'm looking forward to it. By the way, thank you for listening and taking time out of your week to drop in on us here at Growing in Grace. Uh, Both Joel and I are on Facebook. Look us up. Put us on your friends list. And, uh, Joel, I I know that everybody knows how to spell your name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone always spells Breezeke perfectly. (laughs) But, yeah, if if you want to know how to spell Breezeke, if you're one of the millions who really needs to know, you can check all of our information out on graceroots.org. That's a lot easier, where we have a past uh, archive of all of our past programs. And uh, you can check out uh, the spelling of my name and all of the other stuff pertinent to contacting us here on our Growing in Grace program. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 